Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Faster Masters Rowing Radio, where having a rowing coach only makes you better. Following a program gives you a true pathway to becoming a confident rower who is respected by your peers. Become the athlete that you want to row with. Hello, I'm Marlene Royal, and Rebecca Caro is away this weekend, so I'm carrying on solo, and I'm pleased to be with you. Today, we're going to talk about the question of why row slow. Um, this is often a topic of discussion among rowers. Um, rowers usually do not have a hard time working really hard, but sometimes the, the difficult point of a coach is actually getting, getting one of our rowers or scholars to slow down and take the advantages of why rowing slow or rowing at low stroke rates can make you better. So I'm going to read an article that I wrote many years ago called Why Row Slow, where I sort of examined what are the benefits of rowing slow and um, how we might enjoy that type of practice and how it can make us better. Because rowing slow doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't going to help you go faster. Uh, first, I would like to say that the sponsor of this webinar is the 50th San Diego Crew Classic. And um, here at Faster Masters, we're very excited because the trophy for the new Masters Intermediate events will be named after Faster Masters Rowing. And this is an absolutely new category in masters rowing um, for those masters who have rowed five years or less. And it's, you know, kudos to the Crew Classic for opening these new events and um, opening the doors for new masters to get more experience. The regatta dates of the San Diego Crew Classic are March 31st through April 2nd, 2023. If you'd like to get more information, please go to the website, www.crewclassic.org. All of the information is there. And um, the entry information is on Regatta Central. If you need more information, please email the Crew Classic Organizing Committee at info at crewclassic.org. Now I'm going to read my article. And this, this is, as I said, this is an article that I wrote quite some time ago. However, I think the things that we I talk about here still hold true. And these are certainly questions that I answer every day. So here we go. And if you have questions, please put them in the comments and you know, share our link and our live stream with your friends so that they can come in and watch us live as well. So why row slow? The coach's fangs sharpen. The rowers start feeling the lactic acid levels riding, rising in their blood as they watch their coach jot down a race pace practice on the chalkboard. Two sets of six times 500 minute pieces. One with one minute rest between pieces. 10 minutes between sets. So two sets of six times 500 meters is a pretty hard workout. 
That should satisfy your desire to row over the edge and see how hard you can push yourself. But is that really tougher than four sets of 30 minutes at stroke rate 16 in silence? When I start working with an athlete, I ask, what is their favorite and least favorite types of workouts? You'd be surprised how often I hear, I like challenging ones. I prefer shorter pieces. Super long, boring pieces are hard. This is very common. This week, an athlete was asking me, why do I have to learn to row at low stroke rates? I always find this interesting because long rows were always a favorite part of my training on the water or on the erg. There were many 25-kilometer rows in my single down on the west coast of Florida when I would feel like each time I set out on a technical adventure of sorts. There were events in every row, drawbridges going up, better catch timing, manta rays launching themselves over my blades, dolphins jumping, revelations while rowing with square blades. Once in Sarasota Bay, I even met a guy with a cat sleeping in an open water boat, complete with a tent over it. It turned out he was from Maine, and he had rowed down the Mississippi and was now following the Intracoastal Waterway back up the East Coast. The most important feature of my long rows was that I found I could create space in the stroke to find new de details and the lengthy sessions to give me the luxury of time to refine them. Nothing can replace time on the water, and, and, and time on the water often means just simply having the time to relax, enjoy your stroke, find time for the preparation, find time for the details, and um, not, feel, not feel rushed. You know, take the time, uh, essentially, I would say, to, to pay attention to what you're doing. Stroke rhythm needs to be developed at slower stroke rates, 16 to 20 strokes per minute before you can apply it to higher speeds. Good strokes rely on maintaining a relationship between the acceleration and deceleration phases of the stroke to keep the boat moving as close to the average speed as possible. Ratio between the time on the drive and the time spent on the recovery is usually one to one or one to three. Only at very high race cadences will the ratio be closer to one to one. Alternating an explosive drive with muscular relaxation on the recovery is an important skill to develop for efficiency. Active relaxation and posture needs to be comfortably maintained as the boat runs under you. And the hull approaches its slowest speed as you near the entry and its fastest speed after the moment of the release as you set your body angle. So these transitionaries have to be mastered to keep the hull steady as your speed climbs. And when you work at low stroke rates, you have the time to focus on the rhythm. And, and this is something that giving yourself time on the water helps you revise, helps you tune into. And um, earlier I said, you know, the, the ratio between the time on the drive and the time spent on the recovery is more like one to three. Only when you get up into higher stroke rates are you going to find that the time in the water and the time on the recovery is closer to one-to-one. -to -one. And, and, and that's when you're probably getting 
up to a stroke rate of maybe 30, 32 strokes per minute. Good breathing habits help rhythm and it's better patterned at slower rates. To breathe fully, the posture of the upper body needs to be straight so the diaphragm can act freely. As in weightlifting, work is performed with the breath held under pressure. Exhale at the release, then breathe in during the recovery, just before and during the entry. When racing, your breathing rate is elevated and a second exhalation is needed on the recovery to expel additional carbon dioxide. As you build your paces, you will accustom yourself to comfortable breathing patterns. So as you focus on your breathing, and this, is, this type of pattern needs to be honed in as you do your low stroke rating and your low, low stroke rowing. So think of that you're, you're, you're breathing, you know, you're releasing on, you're breathing in on the relaxation phase and you breathe in, you hold your breath a bit on the work phase and then you exhale on the recovery phase. And this, this is very common in strength work as well as in the boat. And it's something that you can use strength work for to help that breathing pattern and help, help work on that in the boat. Controlled movements and good blade work positively affect the set of the boat. Rowing at low rates extends the recovery phase, demands attention to detail, and teaches you to stabilize the boat. Balance is the result of all of the elements of the stroke working together. It allows you to keep your blades off the water during the recovery and then to use the boat as a platform for leveraging your weight on the drive. Fluidity will maintain balance just as abrupt rough motions will disturb it. The set of the boat becomes very important in competitive rowing, especially in bad water conditions, and your equilibrium is trained at lower ratings. When you work on your balance and, and your stability of the boat, you know, we're working a lot of the time on keeping our blades off the water. So if you think about rowing slowly, rowing slowly at lower stroke rates demands that you keep your blades off the water longer than you do when you're rowing at higher stroke, stroke rates. Because our ratio is different, meaning the time that our blades are out of the water versus the time that our blades are in the water is extended when you're rowing at low stroke rates, it's more demanding. So we also have a, have a saying in rowing, if you can't do it slow, you can't do it at all. So our rowing, our slow, row, row, rowing, our slow stroke ratings um, is definitely going to help you work on your balance and your equilibrium and keeping your blades off the water longer, which is going to help you at higher stroke rates. So making every individual stroke a drill, like we do when we row at low stroke rates, will teach you to feel the boat run. Body movement training to improve run through slow rating work will solidify small changes in your stroke cycle. Both drive and recovery phases should be paid attention to. During the drive, you want to sense that your body motions 
are coordinated and your legs pick up the speed of the hull after the entry. Avoid any abrupt actions that work against the boat. Gather, then hold pressure on the blade as the boat accelerates. Aim to feel the blade anchor and the body collected. Release the blade cleanly and quickly from the water pocket without a lot of stress. Maintaining hull velocity as the blade exits the water is one of our key mechanical objectives at low rates. A terrific leg drive is negated if your blade gets stuck in the water and puts up the brakes on the boat. Come, come out of bow as smoothly as you can to preserve your speed. Now this doesn't mean rush out of the bow. Feel the momentum that you have built up during the drive. Time the direction change of the handle and the upper body to carry your speed into the first half of the recovery. Follow through. Be conscious of carrying your acceleration all the way through to the perpendicular point of the recovery until the knees rise slightly. Keep your attention in the hull as the boat glides. Carefully complete the recovery by drawing the boat under you Compose yourself for the entry so the timing is precise and does not interrupt the flow of the boat. In the second half of the recovery, be patient. Do not roll faster than the speed of the hull itself. Attempt to match the hull speed. This requires good attention span and connection to your boat through the oarlocks. And, and you know, the focus on the recovery is really key when you're rowing at, at low stroke rates because the majority of the stroke cycle, your oars are out of the water. So it's, so it's very important to work on those skills of what you do when your oars are out of the water. So the things like making a clean release, not interrupt, you know, releasing the blade without interruption to keep the blade and the boat flowing like i like to talk about blade work as if the boat doesn't know when the blade is entering and it doesn't know when the blade is coming out of the water so keeping a smooth run of the blade and the boat is really important and you know working on that subtlety on the recovery not to interrupt the run of the boat if you if you can match the speed of the boat then the boat's going to run freely underneath you. So you're going to feel weight come onto the feet. You're going to feel the boat accelerate as you release because the boat con continues to accelerate. So these are all really big benefits that, that take a, a lot of time and skill on the water to perfect. Long, low rows develop important psychological aspects of training in addition to the physiological aspects. Concentration and keeping your mind in the boat is a key skill of racing. These rows are part of your mental training for race day. Focus and being present every stroke requires practice. In team boats, there should be no talking during a session as it serves to distract from the task at hand. In Jim Joy's article, effortless power or powerless effort, some of the key points that Joy mentions can be strived for through low stroke rate practices. Joy writes, 
The foundation is the subtle movement of the swing trunk, legs, and arms. He continues, stay focused in the present on the what is, not the what should be. And he emphasizes mindfulness, being fully aware and attentive. Place importance on relaxation and movement with no unnecessary movements, timing, accuracy, and balance in the delivery of power. Joy's principles of effortless power include being calm, relaxing, centering, being whole, and being present. Take the time to row slowly. Taking the time to row slowly will help you to become more proficient and aware of your stroke. Going fast will follow shortly. So I hope you've enjoyed this brief article, relatively short article, but I think a lot of good points for us to be mindful of as we move into a new season. And uh, many of us are wrapping up head racing season and moving into a bit of an off season. So slowing down, starting to pay attention to technical points, how to move the boat better, how to improve our technique through indoor work, um, all become relative at this point in time. And I would like to thank our listeners. Uh, Rich Reaver is here from Casper, Wyoming, and Tony Tarlow writes to us, I recently again watched Steven Sealers on the topic of long, low-intensity endurance session. When is low too low? When is long too long? What is your take on this? Well, Tony, I would say, honestly, I, I think it it really varies because it depends on it depends on your level of conditioning. And in terms of low to low, I mean, there, there still are physiological benefits when you're rowing at relatively low heart rates. So low heart rates may be 90 strokes a minute, 100 strokes a minute, 110 strokes a minute, because at those lower heart rates, when you are rowing for a longer period of time, you're also going to um, utilize fat more as an energy source versus versus carbohydrate. So it is a way of training your body to utilize fat as a fuel a bit better. Um, and I would say low is too low in terms of your skill. I mean, there are real benefits at rowing at 16 strokes a minute and really paying attention to your stroke rate, paying attention to your sequencing, paying attention to details and um, rowing slow. For example, if you're rowing slowly on the indoor rowing machine or in the boat also gives you the opportunity to really focus on what muscles you're engaging, what patterns you're creating. So I'm not sure low is too low. If you're doing technical training, lower stroke rates, say 16 definitely gives you the opportunity to focus on technical details. When is long too long? I would say long is too long if your technique starts to break down. And I think that that's always um, a good measure of 
a session, you know, just like stroke rate, you know, if you, you, you might be able to row 26 strokes a minute with very good efficient technique, but if your technique starts to break down between 26 and 28, then that's something you need to pay attention to. Um, if a session is getting too long, you know, a session can be determined by technical breakdown. So if you begin to lose good form and good quality rowing, um, then then I would say, you know, it's time to stop. And, and that would be perhaps a rule for, for many different types of training sessions. If your technique is breaking down, there's no sense to be taking poor quality strokes. Um, in terms of a physio physiological purpose, you know, I think you can really benefit from long, long, long rows and slow rows. Now, slow rowing doesn't necessarily mean that a row has to be super, super long. It just means that your row is under um, under control and you're paying attention to a lot of minute motions. Um, but in terms of endurance, I, I would say your endurance factor would be determined by technical breakdown. And if you can't maintain good quality strokes, then it's probably time to go in. And this is something we could see when you transition back onto the water after an off season and, um, you know, any, any time during the winter. But um, I, th I think good strokes and good quality strokes are always what we would like to focus on. And if we can string a lot of those together, uh, so much, so much the better versus um, taking poor quality strokes. You know, in the old days, we used to say the way you go off the water is the way you come on the water next time. So always focus on coming off the water, rowing some of your best strokes, even if you're fatigued, if possible, so that you go back on the water, establishing a new pattern. And I think that is, you know, thank you, Rich, for being with us. And Rebecca is watching live. And thank you to Tony, one of our uh, regular Faster Master podcast followers. And I think that is all we have for today. And um, coming up for those people in the United States next week is Thanksgiving. And we look forward to having another show on Thanksgiving Day. So. This has been Faster Masters Rowing Radio, the show dedicated to masters athletes who want fun, fitness, confidence in their rowing. Become a student of the sport by buying a Faster Masters Rowing Program subscription today at www.fastermastersrowing.com join. And thank you all for being with us today. And we will see you next week. And we wish Rebecca's boat good speed tomorrow in their head racing.